Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest up-and-coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring. And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Welcome back to the 301 Podcast. As promised, here the second part of the episode with the world's original, with the coffee startup, the world's original. If you haven't listened to the first part, please do that first, because otherwise it's going to be much, much more difficult to follow. In this episode, we talked about the personal development of the two founders. We talked about how they lead on people while they still learn themselves. I think that was a really important lesson in this podcast. And also, last but not least, how they see themselves and how they see the world's original in the future. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as usual. And we get started in 301. Um, if, if we talk about uh, positive uh, positive things and, and making an impact, uh, what would you say was so far the, the biggest success for the World's Original? Another <laughs> very, very good question. I, Peter, I do you have an immediate thought? I, I really have to, to think about it. I think there were a lot of, lot maybe, of nice, uh, nice uh, yeah. successes here. Maybe what yeah. are you most proud of? Maybe, maybe you can rephrase it. And it's like, what are you most yeah. proud of? That's, I think, so, the better question. So there were two things. The first thing is going back to the initial question you had: um, how do we, uh, how did we found and establish this company? So once we did our sign, and we were proud. But then we quickly recognized, oh, it's not a success. You know, you know founding a company is just you're paying money, you go through the process, um, but you're doing that the first time. So I guess we were really proud and thought, oh, now that's a big success. But then the big story came and. What we learned in that it was really, really challenging for us and creating the first product is, you know, producing it in the country of origin um, completely 100% without having any, any more steps in Europe was really hard with all this hygiene um, kind of things, logistic parts, design um, and all these approvals. And we planned to do it way quicker. And then we had our first fail because the first design and product we did was just not uh, how, we, how we thought we, it should be. And then finally having the first product really right before Christmas in 2019. So this was, I was visiting Sven um, coming from Switzerland to Augsburg. And then it was just right one, be, one hour before um, Sven needed to leave his apartment and ca catch the train to go home for Christmas and to his family. And then the post uh, man was coming there and uh, giving us the big package where we had the final product in and uh, for me this was the moment where i felt really proud of which is actually if you look back a very small step but having a first product was the most proudest step i would say yeah, yeah definitely i would agree i really would agree um i remember this moment peter x peter described before yeah we were in in my flat and you know this was a proof of concept that it really worked out and we did a lot of work we did a lot of work in investigating logistics in investigating how to how can you send this coffee that it stays like fresh and that it's not damaged when it arrives what are like customs what is about like taxes um the import a lot of technical facts right we we have to consider because we invested money for it we we paid a lot of money um at the beginning in, in for our relation so it were a few thousand euros and um, we really really wanted to see that it works well and there was a certain risk 
And at the end, we were really proud. And also we, we were proud that we could support the farmers with a bigger amount we, we bought of them. And so um, they got a certain cash flow, right? Mm. So it was a fantastic moment. Were you guys always entrepreneurial minded or was that something that came in the time that you that you traveled together that you said like guys or, or hey friend I think we really have to do something or was that always something that was in your in your mind that you always thought like oh it would be nice to to own a business because also I mean you said that you you don't come from you're not coming from like entrepreneur families or or, or anything just is that something that came by with the time or was always kind of there yeah definitely it was a process so for me it was um, i had the chance to really reflect my reflect myself um, in my studies right in my master studies um, i had a lot of free time maybe as a background um, in our bachelor studies we we studied in a corporate model so we were um, working at a corporate like at a at a, con at a company um, and when so we first studied our semester and after the sem semester where normal students have free time, for example, we, we had a contract with a company. They paid us for studying, but then we had to work there and until the second semester began. So this was our um, bachelor stu um, studies. And in the master studies, um, I studied global business management here in Augsburg and it was a full time master. So I had a lot of free time around lectures and I focused more and more on entrepreneurship because I also focused on it in my studies, right? So I watched a lot of videos and a lot of material. And so the mindset began to, to grow in this direction. So this for me was the beginning dealing with entrepreneurship, also with um, staying on, yeah, on, on your own feet, right? And to, to build something on your own, this was definitely the beginning for me. Was it was different for you, Peter? I, I would agree that it's a process, um, but I, I would say, I mean, what does entrepreneur mean? So having this this mindset, I guess it's it's you're growing into that, but it's a it's a process how you recognize it. And for me, it was a long way to recognize that it's probably fitting for me. That's that's very first when described. You're going into the reflection and things like that. But really early on in the first. Yeah, contracts I had with companies in, in my career life, I recognized somehow that I'm probably not so much fitting into that models, that I'm not so much conform with what uh, normally the employer is expecting from you. I was always saying um, actually something, something like conf conformity is the enemy um, of growth. Mm. And normally if you're working for a big corporate, you need to be conform. You need to you have a boss just telling you what to do. And if you then start to think about, you know, this difference between doing the right things versus doing the things right, then you normally see that in my in my entire career was focusing on doing the right things and you're just running against walls. But I never knew that this is probably some has something to do with entrepreneurship. Um, but now probably I know that this is the only way that I can have a happy life being my own boss. <laughs> I definitely agree with, with you on that. You are now also both like the you're the co-founder of a, your own startup, uh, but I also saw online that your that your team um, yet uh, not full time, but your team grew quite quite a lot the past couple of uh, of months. 
how do you make sure that you lead the pack uh, or lead your your startup while you're still yourself uh, learning a lot about uh, founding and entrepreneurship like how how do you like uh, like strike the balance there actually this is uh, quite a challenge and the most important thing is that we have employees which are which which have like an own working style right so um, who can make certain decisions on their own and can work on tasks on their own because otherwise we do not have the time to to really like maybe not control them but to um to support assistance for them because uh, we also work on our own right so i would say like that it's very important component that they can think and work for themselves and that they are aligned to our vision and to our mission and that they really give their input into into the task which have to be made but also think on their own and make own decisions yeah uh, i guess there is a a big difference between leadership and management per se and what we tried and had a lot of discussions about it you know what is leadership what is management and all these words about empowerment and, and things like that, um, having employees who can make own decisions. That's something we really tried to implement. We also then learned, okay, if we give something to an employee, it somehow needs to be scoped. So when we started the topics we gave to, to, to our employees was really huge and big. And then they're automatically coming back and asking all these questions um, before making decisions. And then we learned, okay, maybe we need to scope a bit more the topic hmm. and giving them the authority to make own decisions with which in their space and then actually you can reduce your management work and are more stepping into the role of a coach and a leader which is a journey and um, but it's something we really try to do and um, to really not too much focus on nitty-gritty kind of controlling and management kind of skills but more going into this creative space of leadership and this was also for us i would say learning or something we wanted to learn so it was not that we said we need to have somebody you now working for us i mean as a startup we normally don't have and um, you don't have so much money to say yeah now we can hire tons of employees so it's um, also balancing of money and um, but on the other hand we had an issue of time and we said two things actually we need to hire people for topics other people might be better than we are so we quickly understood what can we not do and the quality that it probably um, other people can do and the other thing was really getting this feeling how does it work to be an employer because we normally we have a boss in our in our normal jobs and then getting the feeling what does it mean that you pay for somebody and if they are not delivering it's actually your own pocket but on the other hand you need to be a leader and be very much creative and and coaching and this was kind of something we really wanted to learn and this entire hr processes and tech systems and all this kind of thing so it was um, also a rational why we decided to really early get some employees in again to get cold water because we said hey come on we need to proceed we need to proceed one thing is we need to sell and we need to to survive but we also want to learn and being an entrepreneur does not mean that you do it by your own because then you're self-employed. So we said we need to create somehow a machinery to get people in working for a bigger kind of value and, and purpose. 
and that's mm. that's what you what you learn and we are still on <laughs> on a very steep learning curve i would say <laughs> and, and still learning but you you, all, yeah. you always learn i think that's, that's a, a lifelong process <laughs> that's it this is the most important thing you never learned enough you always have to learn and um to really reflect right to to also have time for you to think in in a very calm minute and to see how how you are going and maybe also how were the last weeks the last months what is improved uh, what have you improved maybe what were mistakes and this is a process of lifelong learning as peter described and it's very important especially for if you want to start a business um, that you learn from mistakes and that you reflect yourself what is good what is what is maybe not so good what you can optimize and so yeah this is a very important process hmm. and also another very important aspect peter peter said is that this is a big difference like between a salesman or like a businessman and an entrepreneur or business owner is that to really have the responsibility for other people who work for your own vision who work for your mission and to who want to be a part of it you really feel this responsibility for them right so it's a way another working style and mindset than being self-employed and yeah definitely um you also have to make your learnings and to improve in this in this because it's challenging at the beginning but it's really interesting and yeah it, it, it's really fun yeah i think so super interesting and um, that's also why i asked this question to to just get a, sometimes a little bit of perspective on it uh to to also like get a get a look behind behind the scenes uh, what does it really mean to be a to be a startup founder and then in the end learning yourself while you have to tell another person how to how to maybe not do it but empower the other person to to do his job i think that's uh that was a very interesting um insight and also something that we talked um, quite a lot, I think, about it, but we never really, really addressed it. Uh, also, if I look at the the clock right now, we have Thursday evening, 8.40 in the evening. Um, we had to postpone uh, the, the meeting for half an hour because uh, uh, Peter still had a, a phone call or business call to attend. How do you strike the balance or how do you keep everything in check? Uh, having a full-time job, uh, working on the world's originals, Like, is there is there a moment that you that you switch off? How do you do that? How how do you bring everything under 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 one roof? Yeah, pretty good question. So it's about our work work balance. We always say, always like to say, we have no uh, work life balance. We have a work work balance, but we we like to to have the work work balance at the moment because startup for us is it's our mission, and it's not like working yeah, in a traditional job right that you have to do it of course there are tasks which have to be done but most tasks we really want to do because of our vision and so it's a different style of, of working motivation but yeah it's a very good question how to, to how to relax right how to to get a little bit relaxation because it's really important also within the, the long working days that you um yeah can can enjoy a little bit time to calm down and yeah for me personally i really have my my rituals like making uh, making some walks outside and also to uh, make some sports so this is my time where i can turn off my head and really take a deep breath and to to relax myself and then to be prepared for for the task which uh, have to be done on the day 
and to have new energy. Yeah. And and thanks then to, to mention that again, and it's just reminding me that I probably should also take a walk maybe today. Um, so we are, Sven and me, we are probably... For everyone, if yeah, you listen for, to them, <laughs> take a walk. For, for everyone and... and uh, just, just speaking for myself, I'm getting I, probably with you know having this mission, and I'm Sven always constantly reminded me to, let's say I'm probably sometimes more the pusher, and um, Sven is really understanding the game of you know it's a long-term thing, and I, I'm somehow getting a workaholic, and then you need uh, you can do that, but you really need to understand your body language then, and really understand how far can you go, and you need to have your limits. But actually, I'm a sprinting guy. That's that's uh, also my sport life and so on. So actually, really saying, okay, we can sprint now and giving 200% for the next three, four, five months. But then really having a, a dedicated break. And for me personally, it's really always having something you work for in the short term and in the long term. So this long term vision, yes, it's there. And but also having you know this short term reward, reward and saying, okay, in I don't know three months in april uh, xyz we are going to i don't know colombia and take a vacation or i am doing this and this with the family but then i can really sprint um and the other thing i guess which which uh, you always need to consider if you do it part-time you need to be really clear on your own management style you know talking about time management how do you manage the team how do you manage your own tasks how do you manage the resources and balance all these things if you are doing it part-time you really need to focus and always constantly make the decision what is the thing we need to do now and um, what can we leave aside what can we push to the next month and really creating this kind of uh, probably everyone heard it this kind of lean startup so that's what we actually try and having created a lot of management styles and rituals and also technologically working with Kanban boards and things like that and also constantly reflecting on that we are always going back and saying is this still the right way how we manage ourselves? And with ourselves, it's sometimes very individual for Sven and me as a person, but also for Sven and me as, as business partners and for the entire team. And this is constantly changing because the business is changing. So once you create a product, um, you are in a different speed um, than if you are working on long-term projects. And then we are constantly adapting the management style and how we actually manage ourselves and that's that's very important part-time because you don't have time to waste you need to be 100 percent efficient otherwise it's not working that's kind of my my metaphor yeah yeah definitely agree and maybe there is uh, one one really interesting aspect uh, peter peter taught about that um he is more the extreme guy like more the, the sprinter as he said like he really um goes 150 percent um, every day, every time, and for me, maybe uh, I I got into this role um, sometimes that I really have to remind him, hey Peter, you you have to get a few hours of sleep, calm down a little bit, <laughs> like you know, like I'm I'm more also as Peter said, like um, maybe the the type of marathon uh, runner, and he's more the sprinting guy, and um, so for me, like the aspect of time management is is really essential, as Peter um, said you really have to learn to manage your time because you have just a few free spaces in your daily routine, right? So what I do is I really appreciate my free half an hour per day and I really block it. You know, this is 
something I I learned about. So it was not immediately that I blocked this free hour, but now in my schedule I really block it because it's my quality time, right? And uh, when I was, this, it's a big contrast. When I was in my master um, studies, as I said, I had a lot of time, right? Quite whole days of free time. Sometimes there was no lecture, so I. I no, I, I had the feeling I did not know what to do. I was really spontaneous. And this tremendously changed when I started this job and to started the startup besides with Peter. So it was the opposite. And this was quite challenging at the beginning. And I learned a lot. Peter was more advanced in this time management and in the structure and to really push forward these projects very efficiently. So um, I made this progress in the last years. But as a master student, it was a big contrast in your time management. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's maybe also also going back to what you said when we founded this company together. And that's something which is very important because anyways, in everything you do, strengths, lies, and differences and not in similarities. And we probably are very much similar Sven and myself. It's the background we have and things like that. But from a people component, we are probably quite different. And yeah. Will be discussions. That's where trust come in because sometimes, in, especially in the beginning, you have, you know, the feeling, you know, the one guy is pushing too much, the other guy is maybe too passive and things like that. And in the end, it's the balance you need. And the 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 step where we said, hey, we are accepting each other and we are different, but saying, hey, that's important that we are different because you need really both components. It's mm. not helping if you're passive and waiting that somebody brings it to you. Um, but it's also not helpful if you're always pushing, if it doesn't make sense and you need this balance and this constant reflection and recheck. And that's something which is really important. And it's then really helpful if you are business partners on eye level and, and really have just open discussions. And that's coming with, with the deep trust we have because we are friends. Yeah. Is there anything that you, that you didn't expect um, from having like a, a side hustle or from Having like an entrepreneurial journey, was there anything that came really to you as a big surprise? Yeah, I guess as for me personally, a, a big surprise was getting getting this view of, hey, it's not so, not everything is just nice. It's not nice. You need to really, really make the choice to run for it. And you should not look back because otherwise you always find ways to say, why did I do it? And you never, never ask the why question. And I personally thought it would be easier. Um, and it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it was not very a surprise. Was not um, surprised that it's getting tough sometimes because as a, as in a company you found it or as an entrepreneur, you have these obstacles. And I think this is what, yeah, a lot of, coaches or a lot of experts and also founders teach are teaching in videos or in seminars. Um, but what was quite apparently that, you know, there was a new relationship between Peter and me because we went to be more professional. We were business owners. Now we had responsibility for a young company. We invested our money in it and also for employees, which then joined afterwards and that we also work now on a very professional level and that there can be very tough discussions. And as Peter said, that it's like on a, on a company basis, on a company level, not on a personal basis, but you know, we, we are best friends and we had a lot of good times 
and also it was a lot of harmonic and in private life you know it's, it's getting very very easy to to have a very good time and then in business there is this are tough situations and maybe a little crisis or some obstacles and then also to have this tough talk and this tough decision um, it was a contrast at the beginning but as you have a lot of trust in each other it's getting easily so um, but it's still another another component yeah Hmm. are you are you would you say like you are more afraid of success or failure <laughs> very tricky question i mean um very deep question i would yeah, say yeah. um But, because if you think about it i think it's, it's a very deep question for for founders Yeah, because you need to accept both. I mean, success is uh, what you stand up for, but failure is something you need to accept. And you make you make normally you make the decisions before how much you put uh, you put on on risk. Yeah. So for us, doing this still part time really helped us to really clearly understand how much do we put on risk. So we have our limits. We have our limited budgets. We have um the time we want to spend so not the time only per week we work for it but also that the time how long can we do that part-time what are the limits for it um, and then actually the risk is not so high because what did we lose um if we if we fail i mean it's money and it's time but the time is balanced by the many many great learnings we did and also the money is spent very well because no mba in the world could probably give us this hands-on experience so there is nothing to lose exactly yeah and i would say it's not fear you know i think it's not fear of success or of, of failing because when you found something you should always be aware that there can be failure you know there are statistics that the most startups are failing and that after two years um, most startups do not exist anymore with this idea or with the old model. So um, as an entrepreneur, of course, you should see the risk and you should everything to, to not, not to fail. But I think it's, it's maybe wrong to, to be afraid of it. I think it's a part of the process. It really makes you, gives you more experience. And also you can learn from mistakes and from failing. This is what a lot of founders also say, which is quite interesting, which is an interesting fact is that most founders are successful with their second or third idea or business model right so they really made their learnings in the first years in failing and then like made a made a revival or made a new business model new idea and they um, took their mistakes and turned it into an improvement and then they became successful so um, a lot of people say that it's part of the journey and i really believe in this and the other thing is Becoming successful is great, but I think it's also like um, to be very proud and um, to to yeah to have taken this challenge successfully. It's a great feeling, and so I would not say that um, that we are afraid of it. Um, what will be, I think, is that the situation also in our environment will change. So um, if we will be very successful, like financially and maybe somehow a little bit popular like um, maybe in in the media for example this is what everybody expects right to to be successful it um, has not to be like this but uh, many people imagine it like this 
Um, so with this, I think there comes maybe also a lot of maybe public pressure and so on. But I'm quite sure that we can deal with it very well because for us, the most important is that we really help people and that we improve something and that if it's successful, that we really made a good, yeah, good job, but that we really fulfilled it and um, that we can be proud of it. And it's a, it's a, it's a conscious decision also, you know, you know, if you go in there, if you just somehow go in there and say, yeah, now let's do a startup and because it's cool. Um, then you're probably afraid of failure because then you understand, oh, it's not so sexy. You can fail. It's something different that others expect. You get this pressure from your society, communities, friends, whatever. And you're afraid, oh, if I would fail, what would people think about it? And that's something you, you need to come across very much in the beginning and say, I just don't care what others say anymore. Um, if it's something negative and if you get the self-confidence to say, I'm not doing that for somebody else in order that people think I'm a great person. You need to have the self-confidence and say, I'm a great person because I try to be a great person and I try to do it and whatever others think. And then you just cannot fail because also if you would totally run out of money, you need to dissolve the business. In my perspective, we wouldn't fail with that. It's not a failure. It's a learning and that's. I mean, if somebody else said, yeah, we said it before that it will fail the same people. If you have the success, they will be jealous. So why should I count? Why should you count on these people then what they say? And then I guess you just need to take out all this pressure you get from society because that's a societal thing. That failure is something bad, especially in European or German cultures. Um, and I guess that's also something which is totally different in the US, which is probably helpful for startups. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the cultural aspect is, is, is huge. Um, I, yeah. I, I talked a lot of uh, times uh, in the podcast already about it, about the, the impact, I think, on, on growing up in, in Europe and growing up in Germany. Um, it's a complete different uh, perspective on entrepreneurship, like the whole, it's not, I think not so much focused on like, uh, just do it, just try it. And if it doesn't work out, uh, do something else. But it's more like, oh, you have that one in a lifetime chance. Like if, if you like uh, screw this up, then nothing else will, will work out for you. Then you have to work in a corporate job for your whole life or something. And I think that uh, other countries are, are way more ahead um, of, of that. Let's say uh, just try it out for you. But I mean, of course, ch time is changing. So I think younger generations are coming into place, uh, different generations and also different mindsets. So I think it is changing, but the general content, I think is still a little bit the same of, Uh, like uh, a do or die mentality like okay if you don't uh, if you if you don't make it then then that was it for you that was uh, your last entrepreneurial journey yeah yeah absolutely agree 100 so if you look to to the us for example um i could not believe it at the beginning because yeah i i have the german values like a little bit maybe risk averse at the beginning because it's like um yeah it's like prevalent in society here it's it's an aspect and if you look to the us there are founders who make fuck up parties right so um i watch videos when they meet each other and talk about their fuck ups you know they 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 talked about their failings they made a social event out of it and they really reflected together their learnings mm. and <clears throat> i was impressed that because it's it shows that they can talk about it that they have a certain yeah, certain strength and then they can can stand about it and um, that they can stand over it and that they really want to give their learnings and to share it with others and to have a conversation. 
And I think this is really helpful for, for young founders and entrepreneurs to really also start the discussion about it because it can be a very essential task, a very essential process on your journey to become a um, become a successful business owner. Mm. Yeah, I agree, and and maybe that's uh, also a uh, a good a good point to to kind of uh, slow slowly bring this this episode home and also maybe keep that as a, as a one of the, the the main takeaways also for other startups to to open up to to share the the experiences with each other. Because I think, um, yeah, when we look back at the last uh, one and a half hours, almost a uh, truly incredible story, like your side hustle, uh, doing something, trying something new. Uh, and especially in such a competitive mar market, like the, the coffee market, while at the same time helping local communities working at the site, I think you're at a very, very nice spot with your passion, with your mindset. And uh, I'm very sure that you can take it very far with, with uh, the world's original. Before we leave off, before uh, we end this podcast, I have always three final questions. Um, I've never done it with two people, so I'm just uh, figuring out what the best split is. I think the first question both have to answer. The second question also both have to answer. And the last question, you have to find uh, a content that you that you, um, that you you do. Uh, let's start with the first one. Um, so what are you not very good at right now and you want to become better at? Peter, go for it. <laughs> so um, I, I guess I somehow said it uh, before. Um, it's still okay for me, but I need to consciously uh, be aware of that. Um, balancing, let's say, my my time actually, or what what I mean is my leisure time and having you know this freedom, take taking a walk and being able to say now it's enough for today. <laughs> That's kind of my struggle, and it's the same as the podcast here. It could go on, go on, go on, and then it's midnight again. And <laughs> so that's kind of saying stop. That's something I need to get better in. Okay, it's a very good aspect. Maybe I contribute to this. Um, as we said, that I'm a little bit more focused on on balancing, right? Maybe it's like in some tasks and some actions, it can be three percent more. Like to have this really killer instinct and to go for a task or to really to to really make it um i think it, it's already very good but there is still potential to to perform like on an absolute yeah level mm, cool um which title would you give this chapter of your life definitely experience yourself make new learnings um see the world in your eyes and contribute to it and yeah really really reflect yourself um what what is your model for your life and what do you want to achieve mm. long title <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> experience yourself let's make, make it like this. okay let's experience and uh, the the first uh, page you also wrote already that's, <laughs> that's it that's it sorry sorry for the introduction exactly <laughs> So I had I had more time to think, so it will be probably shorter. So mine would be um, personal growth slash minus whatever, <laughs> building the foundation for the next I don't know 60 years in my life. Nice, yes, that, that's a that's a good one. Building the foundation. Very This is very ambitious, Peter. <laughs> I, ah, I hope so. <laughs> I, my my grandpa was getting really old, so. Hundred, hundred fifty percent. That's uh, like all the way through. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly. Uh, last question. Uh, you have to find a content. Um, if you could send a SMS or a, a WhatsApp to every mobile phone in this world, what would you say? 
can we have a discussion around it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Peter, let's let's oh, make a, a, like a, a weird, let's make a short brainstorm. <laughs> short brainstorming. So uh, Markus, is there a limitation of uh, of words or so, of expressions? So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I you think, have 160 Peter, I signs, think. I think. Yes, okay. we have 160 se this seconds. Very, so, um, okay. um, so should, should we decide yeah. on, on doing something about the startup topic you are doing? That's probably helpful, right? So then we can scope it. Huh? So, Peter, what, what do we want to, to tell the world? Yeah, if it, if it would be a bit more uh, philosophical, probably it's uh, mm -hmm. you know, going mm -hmm. in the direction of the world is a, the world I, is I don't a, know. Is it, is it not... so romantic? But make the world a better place, or I don't know. Is it maybe it's it's too abstract? Yeah, you know that the world is a system, and everything is somehow is somehow related with each other. I guess if people would understand it, they would more ask behind the scenes how are things, how they are. You know, really getting the understanding. The world is a system. Everything plays a role and everything is somehow interrelated. That's, I, I, I think that uh, mm -hmm. for me personally, that's a deep message. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah maybe, maybe it's to, to encourage them to take action for the better, right? Yeah. Maybe um, that they can contribute with their actions and they, they can change something. I would say that it's also um, valid for, for, for example, for eating and drinking something. They can make decisions. They can make their actions to improve it get uh, more sporty okay. or to to get but I, less fat right I, so I, maybe i guess then we found an agreement because that's that we can nicely combine it you know saying something like this the world is a system everything is somehow interrelated but you can make a difference and you know you need to choose your battle um, yeah, the world, and the, the that's it i think okay so then it's a long a long it's a long message give away but it was within 160 signs <laughs> i counted I, I would say, right? Yeah, somehow, yeah. Perfect. Otherwise, we pay it double. It's no worries. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Company expenses. Uh, guys, uh, thank, thank, thank you so much for being part of the 301 podcast. Uh, it was uh, not only nice to hear about the word original, but also about uh, your own uh, personal um, yeah, struggles, but also uh, big successes that you can uh, still celebrate, I think, as uh, young founders. So thank you very much for, for being part of it. And uh, yeah, have a nice evening. Thanks for getting that chance, Marcus. Thanks for, for your time. Thanks for, for listening, um, for all of you. Um, have a great evening. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Perfect. Yeah, Marcus, thanks for having us. It was a great discussion, great conversation. And yeah, all the best and bye-bye. And this is the end of the second part with the world's original. I think... To summarize the two episodes, um, there were many learnings in there for a lot of people. But I think most importantly was that we um, realized maybe the key learning. And I think that you should never be afraid to take on big challenges. Because uh, if you look at those two guys, they looked at the coffee industry. The coffee industry is such a big market. It's a, uh, a really rigid market uh, with um, yeah, a lot of unfair conditions in, in many places. But they still took on the challenge. They still try to support uh, the founders and the farmers on the ground and make them entrepreneurs. And I think this is a really nice mission and um, very proud of those guys that they came so far already. And now 2021 is a very big year for them where they can prove um, the, the points that they've learned in 2020 and improve them and implement and then accelerate it lastly. 
And um, another information also for you guys um, that this was the last episode for this year. Uh, we'll be not launching a new episode uh, until the new year. So we will have like a one or two week uh, break in the 301 podcast until January. And um, yeah, I just wanted to thank each and everyone for the past three months. Um, I think it's crazy that we started a couple of months ago, but we realized over 2000 downloads, um, which is fantastic. And I'm very proud of this accomplishment. But of course, it wouldn't have been possible without you. So I want to thank each and everyone for every download, for every share, for every person that you showed it to. And I hope that in 2021, we can realize much more downloads and we can realize much more inspiring episodes. Until then, uh, take care. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, we see each other in 2021. Yours truly, Marcus.